Welcome to Lightning Rounds. This is a podcast where we get to talk about the Bible, culture, and life. And it's all funneled through questions that you, the listener, get to ask us, your hosts. And we get the chance to respond to them. Responsive. Responsive things. Yes. Not answers. (laughs) Just responses. Just responses. My name's Zach. I'm Andrew. And we want to welcome you guys to our 10th episode. This is a special episode, Andrew. Don't you think? I feel like it is. Yeah. Especially with 2020. We've done 10 episodes in one year. In one year. Feel accomplished. Yeah. Feel more like a man today. (laughs) I honestly didn't think we were going to make it this far. I didn't. I think this would last this long. (laughs) Thought we could shut down early on. Early on in in the process. Exactly. Oh, but you know, today's more than just a special episode because it's the 10th episode, but it is also super special because we have some awesome guests with us for today's 10th episode. And our special guests are Lauren Newman, Andrew's (laughs) wife, and my wife, Emma Ruiz. Hello. Hey. How are you guys feeling today? Great. Yeah. Got your coffee. McGriddle. <laughs> no kids. No kids. <laughs> kids. Yeah. Why don't we get started just kind of get so our listeners can kind of get to know you guys. How long have you guys been married? Lauren? We've been from married your perspective. 13 years. From my perspective. Yeah. I think it's been 13 years. An eternity? <laughs> That's a lot longer. <laughs> December 1st, 2007. That was our, years. yeah, just celebrating 13 years. 13 mm-hmm. years. That's crazy. Yeah. 13 years of marriage. Right? For you two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even longer. Dating. Dating. Knowing yeah. each other, right? You guys dated for... Dated for five years. So we've been together for 18 years. Yes. Why are you looking at me like that? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been longer. Has it been longer? Well, I think we started dating 20 years ago. Wow. Oh my gosh. Are we even old enough to be happy? <laughs> well, I think we're 15 and... 20, you're right. 20 turned... plus 15 is 35 and I just turned 35. Yeah. Wow. So, 20, 20 years. years. Dang. I can't I mean, that's great. Them. That's amazing. Good job. Yeah. Way to go, you. Yeah. All right. Go us. <laughs> <laughs> no more homeschool high fives. No more. No. Yeah. No, yeah. Not, not today. One of the blessings of being married, no more homeschool high fives. <laughs> I can actually high five somebody. Well, geez, we're noobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, Emma? We've been married three years. Three years. Yeah. Three glorious three and a half? years. Three, three and, and a half years? Yeah, we get, yeah, June is our fourth coming up this year in 2021. We've been together for six, six years this year. Yeah, we were just having a conversation actually yesterday about whether it's proper or not to celebrate your date anniversary. In public, remember? Oh, absolutely. In public. <laughs> Take me to Chick-fil-A. In public. <laughs> Is that something people really need to know? <laughs> Getting a number one and a shake. Yeah, not just a soda. <laughs> oh, so good. So we here have, um, for Lightning Rounds for this episode, we're super honored and blessed to have our wives um, do this episode with us. Each of us are parents. We have a plethora of children. A whole pinata full. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, how many kids do you have? Just one, two, four. We have four. Four children. Four children. Fake count as two. We have four they children. <laughs> one of them 
yeah. is interesting. One of them is like <laughs> four on her own. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she decided to set the world on fire. <laughs> and so we're just watching. <laughs> watching She's and burn. Cute, so. And a dog. We have a dog. Yes. Have a dog. Okay. So that four kids and a dog. For a baby. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it counts as a... As a human being, I mean, you no, can't, because you can leave them alone. Being. You can't That's crate true. your kid and leave it for eight hours while you go to Sea World. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Just leave your kid's food in a bowl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whenever you feel hungry, go ahead. There it is. There it is. You know? Your there baby's is. just crawling up to like a gerbil dripper of water with a little. Oh gosh. You're introducing them to the buffet line, kind of the concept of a buffet. Before you get to it. So yeah, uh, dogs. Kids. So four kids and a dog. Mm-hmm. How many kids do we have, Zach? We have one. <laughs> nice. We have what? one kid. And a dog. And a fur baby. Oh, and a dog. And a fur baby. Oh, that's right. That was your number one baby. He was our number one baby, yeah. Yeah, we got a dog first, and now we have a little, almost two-year-old. A little niño. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so today's episode, wanted to do something a little special. You know, um, I think in throughout all the episodes we've done... The subject of relationships or singleness. We had a good episode on how to get out of the friend zone. Remember mm. that one? That was that was probably one of my favorites. You got to drop the one. love that grenade. Was, that, was, that was one of my favorites. Pull the pin. Pull the pin. Walk away. <laughs> Just walk away. That was a great one. <laughs> but somehow it always comes. Uh, it comes into the conversation um, when we're talking with young adults and being in your twenty somethings, your late teens to your twenty somethings. I mean, it's a pivotal part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many major decisions mm-hmm. that you make in this span of you know, 10, 12 years that really direct the course of where what the rest of your life is going to look like. And so rightfully so, um, young adults should be asking these questions. But we're going to talk about today, get into some of those. And um, but before we do that, we have a little fun segment. Let's kind of get in. I was wondering if we're going to have one of these. Get get into our (laughs) little, uh, (laughs) our little uh, discussion. So today's segment is love song. Or the Song of Solomon. (laughs) All right. I'm going to read to you guys. They do not have the answers to these or the lyrics to these. But I'm going to read to you guys lyrics, words, phrases, sentences, poems. And you have to decide whether it's a love song or it's Song of Solomon. Okay. 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 All right. So, and with these, keep in mind, okay, for the verses of Song of Solomon that are hidden and mingled throughout all of this, Mm -hmm. I kind of took the liberty to take the liberty far, okay? (laughs) I went ahead and I used the message translation. Whoa. All right? To make it a little bit more relevant, because I think when you hear a King James verse, it's kind of obvious to tell Mm -hmm. that that's a Bible verse. Okay. True. Um, Message translation is very loose translation of the Bible, very more thought for thought. Is it a translation? It, it is. is or is it an a, opinion? Is it interpretation? <laughs> is it a, that's just another podcast for another time. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to be part of that one. Anyway, so all of these are the message, so they sound super like a okay. normal, like song. a person. Yeah. <laughs> like a Justin Bieber song. <laughs> like a love song. All right, here we go. You guys ready? All right, first, first one reads, some just want everything, but everything means nothing if I ain't got you. Love song. I ain't got you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, you know, the actual yeah, name of the song? Yes. Wow. Isn't Alicia Keys? Yeah. Can you wow. name the song? Oh. If, I get, if I ain't got you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Lauren. All right. All right. Lauren gets double points for that. So you get double points if you can name the artist and the 
I didn't know we were song. doing like the song name. I thought it's you okay. just meant love song. I was just a tester. That was kind of an easy one, right? <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've learned about Emma is that she's extremely competitive. <laughs> and all the rules read yeah, out. I need the rules so that I can find a <laughs> hey, wait, are we really keeping score? And do I get a trophy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did win. What's the point? Uh, fantasy football. Oh, that's right. I did. Didn't get anything. I didn't Let's get Let's take a spot. second just to... And who was the runner-up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I well, sense that's right. a little bitterness in the room, Zach. <laughs> yeah, Can our... we take a minute for a golf clap yeah, for their win? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Second Please. place. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> our, go, staff, our staff does a annual fantasy football league. We decided, hey, 2020 is crazy. Why not throw our wives into it? <laughs> Maybe. Sure enough, <laughs> Emma and Lauren went to the Super Bowl. Finishing Woo! one and two. One and two, and Emma took home the trophy. By six points. Yeah. It was a close one. It was a good game. Ooh. That was a good game. That was surprising, though. You were up by so much. I know. For so you long. came back. And what, was what, was, what was your fantasy football name, guys? What was yours? <laughs> Country Road, Tick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. She's a big Mahomes fan. I'm the Chicago Mama Bears. Ooh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like it. Go Bears. Go, go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> All right. Are we doing two. a segment? We are doing a segment. We're doing right, a segment. Okay, let's All right. Let's, let's get back, back to this. All right. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. Let's sleep at some wayside inn, then rise early and listen to bird songs. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Song of Solomon, too. Yeah. I don't think that's a song. Song of Solomon? Song of Solomon. Okay. Right on. Way to go. Did you say rest area? Like on the side of like a truck stop? <laughs> a wayside inn. Okay. Wayside. Okay. Wayside in. That's nice. That's Song of Solomon, chapter seven. All right, the message. Way to the go. message, I know, right? <laughs> All right, next one. The syllables of your name murmur like a meadow brook. No wonder everyone loves to say your name. Oh, I'm going to go love, love song. song. Love. Mm. Emma says love song. I say love song. I'll say Song of Solomon. Mixing it up. Do you have a love song? Do you? Can you guess an artist or is... Just sounds more like a poem, more like a song. Sounds more like a lyric to me. I want to go with um, (laughs) (laughs) Marvin Gaye. (laughs) I don't know. You're never wrong. You're never wrong if you go with Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. I'm going Marvin Gaye. (laughs) Except for this time, you are wrong. (laughs) It is Song of Solomon. Oh, Oh, no. I didn't read my Bible. Okay. (laughs) The message Bible. All right. Next one. You guys ready? Number four. But nothing's greater than the rush that comes with your embrace. Whoa. Ooh, that's a love song. I'm going to go love song. I think I know who the artist is. Love song, All In. All In. Brian McKnight? <laughs> Brian McKnight. <laughs> I know. I think it's a country song. Mm. Ooh. Um, I think it's Kenny Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's either Faith Hill. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I could Shania Twain or Shania. Mm. Mm, I feel like good guesses. Good guesses. (laughs) Well, it is a love song. Okay. And it is actually "Bleeding Love" (laughs) by Leona Lewis. Oh, 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 my gosh! (laughs) Dang. There's a very similar one, though. Yes, I think so. Yes. Here we go on to our next one. This next one reads. Whenever I'm alone with you, you make me feel like I am home again. Love song. Love song for sure. I, I can't even compete in this. I, don't, <laughs> I guess I don't love song. No, I'm going to go Song of Solomon just mm-hmm. to mix it up. You make me feel like. Mm-hmm. 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 Who is that? 
It's for sure a love song. I can't. I can't. It's the cure. It's the cure. Andrew got that one. But he didn't. He said Song of Solomon. I did, but I, I knew the artist. <laughs> you guess, yeah. Once you guys started singing. <laughs> okay, calm down. Point to you. I'm, <laughs> put the knife away, Emma. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> Number six, Body and Soul, You Are a Paradise. That's Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Yeah, got it. Nice. Last two, I am thinking of you in my sleepless solitude tonight. If it's wrong to love you, then my heart just won't let me be right. Ooh. Oh. That's a tricky one. Yeah, I thought at first Song of Solomon, but now I'm thinking love song. It was the word solitude that threw me, that was like <laughs> sending me. I was like, okay, that's, that's probably Song of Solomon. But then with the, you know, you sent me the other way. I'm going to go Song of Solomon. I'm going to go love song. I think Song of Solomon. It is a love song. Hmm. Man. It's My All by Mariah Carey. Oh, of course. I should know this, <laughs> Mariah. Come on. All right, last one, guys. Here we go. Hang my locket around your neck. Wear my ring on your finger. Love is invincible, facing danger and death. Passion laughs at the terrors of hell. That's an intense... <laughs> that's an t- too intense for a song. Intense love song. I know. I that's think a song of Solomon. That's in the yeah, Bible. Song of Solomon. It is Song of Solomon. All right. Plus, I got two wrong in a row, so. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Is it well, we? Oh, oh, we. Sheesh. I thought we weren't on a team. <laughs> but we both Individuals here. Thing. Individuals. Okay, okay. I know. Individuals Moving on. and marriage. We'll fight about it later. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe some of you, you're like, I've never even heard that there was a book, Song of Solomon. Or you just grew up and your youth pastor is like, don't you dare open that book. <laughs> don't you dare read that. That book was locked. <laughs> Those pages were, <laughs> Those were, reserved. were ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> just skipped right over it. Got your first Bible without those pages in it. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to hear Andrew make a fool of himself and teach through this book, you can find Andrew's teachings on Song of Solomon, I think, on the podcast still. I think I blew them up. <laughs> They're yeah, now encrypted. Yeah. yeah. We're getting and getting into our honest questions, and these questions—the first couple of questions—we're going to deal and talk about, respond to—are all about singleness. All right. Heyo. Heyo. All right. Here's our first question. A listener asks: Pursuing the gift of singleness. In 1 Corinthians 7:26, Paul asks us to remain content as we are. How can I steward my singleness and use it as a time to get closer to the Lord? That's a good question. Good We're going to pass it to our guests, right? Pass the it guests, to the guests. The guests get to answer first. Tradition. It's tradition. It's policy. <laughs> that's, that's so nice. <laughs> the gift. I think my answer would be that you're never going to have the opportunities that you have when you're single again in your life when you're married and have kids because you're going to have other responsibilities to think of. When you're single, it's just you and the Lord. And if you feel a desire to go on a missions trip or go um, evangelizing, you have the freedom to just drop whatever you're doing and go. Whereas when you're married or you're in a committed relationship or you have children down the line, you're going to have other um, people to think of and responsibilities before you can just drop everything and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I was talking to Andrew. I was saying that that's one thing I wish that I would have taken more seriously when I was single or even when we were dating or engaged was that 
I would have taken like serving the Lord more seriously in the sense of like, mm-hmm. I had so much time to do it and I could have done like anything. Yeah. Um, and I did, but not as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like the best time to um, grow and walk with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just you and him. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I feel like every season that you're in, you're going to feel overwhelmed. But mm-hmm. when you're single, like you're never going to have mm-hmm. the time that you do again. Right. right. When you're married without kids, you're never going to have the time that you do then. Right. When you have one kid, you're like, you're always going to feel busy. Mm -hmm. So finding those opportunities, especially when you're single, that you have more time than you ever will in your life again, like take advantage of that and really like serve the Lord, like however Mm -hmm. you want to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because when it says pursuing the gift, this person saying it's a gift. A lot of people see it Mm -hmm. as a curse. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. It's not so much a gift as much as a curse. And, And I think in Christian circles... You know, in churches, it can be portrayed that way, you know, sadly, you know, and I'll say even I fall into that, you know, um, where you can treat single people like, oh, you know, like when are you going to finally be happy and, you know, and, um, and it is a gift. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to. No, no, it's it's fine. It is a gift. I think, um, just like marriage is a gift too. Mm. Um, but like the girls are saying, Ladies were saying, like the ladies were saying, um, yeah, there's, you, we all have the same amount of time, but now like when you're single, your time, uh, is pretty much devoted to yourself or in whatever you want to give it to. When you get married, like Paul says later in the text, mm-hmm. like to answer this Bible question, Paul isn't saying like, Hey, if you're single, you're more holy, or if you're married, you're less holy. You should remain as you are and content. Mm-hmm. He's not saying that one or the other is wrong. He's saying that if you can remain single, like, and you're fine with it, you're not falling into sin, you're not burning with lust, like, okay, cool. Serve God with all that you have. Leverage that time. He'll later say, like, if you can't, then that's not your gift. And that's not what God's calling you to is a lifetime of singleness. Then mm-hmm. marriage is something that God will bring along in time. So I think we all have the same amount of time. But when we are, like, Lauren and I are married, therefore, my time is given to her because that's one of the ways that she feels loved, too, is me spending time with her. So it's no longer like I can just take off surfing and be gone for four hours and be like, right? (laughs) She's shaking her head. You can't see it, but she's shaking her head. Disapproval. Without like talking to her and be like, Hey, is it okay if I block out this time? Like, you know, is there something going on? Mm -hmm. Or she might need, she might need me to be home and to just be there with her and it makes her feel loved. So my time is now given to her. And so it's not that being single or being married, either one is more holy than the other. It's just that your time, like God said, he says, your time's going to be devoted more towards the other person. The cares go towards mm-hmm. the other person. So it is a gift in the times. And to see every season as a gift, um, like, hey, I'm alive. This is what God's given me. So I'm going to steward it with all that I have yeah. to my best, best of my ability. Yeah. And to see it that way as a gift, I think, is so crucial because... I think even as Christians, we can have the wrong view of singleness Mm -hmm. and we can have the wrong view of marriage. Mm -hmm. We can have the wrong view of singleness and see it more as like a loss. Like we're talking about, like you're missing out. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're like God is robbing you of joy or God is Mm -hmm. robbing you of your purpose or which are all lies. And that's not true. You know, if you are listening to this and you are single right now, you're not 
losing anything. You're not, God hasn't forgotten about you. God isn't stealing something away from you. Um, but when we have a wrong view of, of singleness, we, we can treat it we can treat it differently. We can we can treat it differently, like you said, Andrew. We can either use it to squander our time, yeah. mm-hmm. and or we can really like like the listener who asked this question. I like that word they use to steward it. Yeah, to steward it as a gift. In 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 First Corinthians seven, um, in verse six and seven, Paul says, "Now as a concession, not a command, I say this: I wish that all were as myself." Am. And he's talking about how he's single. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Paul's saying, hey, this isn't a command. This is just a suggestion. But in a sense, using it like and seeing those things, marriage, singleness, they both are they both are gifts, mm-hmm. you know, because you can view singleness wrong, but you can also view marriage and that pursuit of marriage wrong. You can see it as like the pinnacle. Yeah, you can see it as like that's the finish line. Like once I get there, my life will be perfect. It's all gonna start and amazing. Yeah. But I think I heard a pastor say, like, it's not the finish line, it's the starting line. Like that's, that's where it all begins. Yeah. That's where it really like um the great sanctifier of yes. your life <laughs> is <your> marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um I think we can have a wrong view of it, but I also want to say that if you are single you can reach your purpose without being married. Like you can find your purpose in God without being married. Your purpose in life is not to find someone else, is not companionship. Ultimately, your purpose in life is to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is full of people who are single that found their purpose in God. I mean, probably the best one, Jesus. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you really started with the top. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> And we're yeah. done. And that's it. <laughs> Just be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's funny. He that might single. be. <laughs> no, but I mean, to point out Jesus' life, he was, one, he wasn't married, but when you look at his life, it was still full of joy and purpose and yeah. meaning to it, and right. yet he wasn't married. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think being single, you really, need, I think there's a, there's a process of learning how to steward that and learning to recognize that. I can still find my purpose in this season yeah. of singleness. Too, though, and like being single, I know, I mean, from a girl's perspective, it's like a lot of girls, their desire, their heart is to be married and to have families and not, yeah. you know, be single. So not to minimize like that, that is a desire not to be single forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that's okay, too. That's a good desire. Yeah. It's yeah. a good thing. desire. I mean, yeah. It's natural. It's a natural good it's desire. It's when you're yes. like holding that above something else that becomes like an right. idol in your life. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think that's where it's tough, you mm-hmm. know, and um, you can hold hold that as an idol in your life. It can yeah. become an idol. Mm-hmm. Finding a person, finding um, your husband or finding your wife mm-hmm. um, or even just the dating scene mm-hmm. can yeah. be an idol to your life. The fact that you you know, love to be surrounded by opposite sex. And you're just like, yeah, this makes me feel purpose. I find my purpose in that. Like, it's not true. Yeah, Yeah. the intention. I guess that's a better Mm. way of saying it. But it is a natural desire. Yeah, Mm. it's a totally natural desire. And I think, yeah, I think what Paul was just getting at, like he said, it's not a command Mm -hmm. that you should be single. But it's more of like, steward, what season are you in right now? And how best are you using it Mm -hmm. to find your purpose in God? 
whether you are dating, whether you are single, or whether mm-hmm. you are married. Because too, while you're single and growing with the Lord, it'll it'll stay. Once you meet someone, you're not going to be like all of a sudden, okay, I made it with the Lord now, so now I'm going to go date someone. It'll be mm-hmm. this like continuing relationship with the Lord. Yeah. So it'll make it. I don't want to say easier, but you know, more it's like foundational. Is what yeah, you're yeah. It'll probably flow a little better. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most attractive things that you could do, like if you are interested in not being single is enjoying and being content in that season of your mm. life. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're like panting hard for something and you're like always looking for that, it's almost less attractive and you can it see totally it. Is. It's less yeah. attractive than someone who just enjoys their life, has <laughs> friends. Um, that's the kind of person you want to be around, but like, that's an attractive thing. Like that's a great way to attract yeah. the right kind of attention mm-hmm. too, is yeah. that you're just enjoying your life, you're yeah. enjoying your friends, you're mm-hmm. enjoying your walk with the Lord, you're serving yes. the Lord. That's an attractive yeah. thing. Yeah. So totally. Before we get on to the next, the next question deals with that, talks yeah. about that. But how, what are some practical ways you can steward singleness um, to get closer to the Lord? Like from you guys, are there verses that come to mind? Um, anyone? I have I have a verse. I can I can share one that's in Philippians four thirteen, where Paul says, "I can do all things through Him." Who strengthens me through Jesus? Who strengthens me? Mm-hmm. And I love that verse. You see it on you see it on football players' eye black. Philippians mm-hmm. four thirteen, or they post it on their Instagram. Athletes are like, "Yes, I can bench four hundred pounds <laughs> because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens." Exactly. Or maybe some of you are looking at like that just four by four In and Out Burger yeah. animal style. And you're Absolutely, like, can I do this? And then you're like, I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> oh strength I knew me. I could. You know, and so I think that verse can be kind of thrown around in the wrong context. Right. But when you look at this context of when this verse was written, of how Paul writes this verse, he says this. So two verses before in Philippians 4, verse 11, Paul says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. Yeah. I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. I know, um, or sorry, he says, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so the context of that verse of doing all things, he's talking about being content with what you have, Mm -hmm. whether it's a lot, and maybe we can, in vain of this conversation, you have someone and you're like, life is awesome. I'm in love. I'm in love. And I don't (laughs) care who knows it. You know, you're just like, you're on this high, Mm -hmm. butterflies are there and you're like, you're like, how to be content, how to be steady in in that. But on the other side of that coin, how to be content when, like Paul says here, when you're brought low, when you don't have anything, Mm -hmm. like it's Christ who strengthens us through Mm -hmm. those moments. It's really Christ who is our contentment, who is our satisfaction, our all in all. And it's a funny, I think it's a good point too. Even if you have someone, if you're not content with who they are and what God's brought you, then what good is it to have that person? So you still have to learn contentment Mm -hmm. in the spouse or the person that that you're with. It's like anything in life. Yeah. Yeah, You're always going to want something different or something better or you, Mm -hmm. you, and so like, I want to be better for my wife, but she's not requiring that to like earn her love. Like she loves me. I th- right? Mm-hmm. She yeah. loves me like she's, Correct. you know, and um, I'm not trying to like change myself to like make her mm-hmm. happy like earn or her love. Yeah, it's it's something mm-hmm. that, 
And I think that's a trick the devil likes to play on you too, is now that you have what you've always wanted, now you're like dissatisfied with that. You're like, oh, that's maybe there's something better or something out there that's like this or whatever. But I think the verse, um, that's a good point that you brought up. The verse that comes or that comes to my mind is Matthew twenty two thirty seven. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Um, and it's, it's basically the centerpiece for the Christian life. Mm-hmm. It's what we center. It's what uh, a, a word that we love to use around here is a Christocentric. Mm. Uh, mm. We Say are, it again. Yeah, Christocentric. The church <laughs> is Christocentric. Love that word. That we, we <laughs> revolve around, the church revolves around Christ. In, in the smaller temple, which is our body, our lives are centered on Christ. And so we're to be Christocentric. It's a command that God gives us. Mm-hmm. We love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. If you're doing that, like, hey, you're stoked. You're yeah. going gonna to enjoy your life, and you're going to be blessed. It's so interesting that you say that because, I mean, you just blew my mind right now. Like, I'm not <laughs> even joking. Like, in the temple of God, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when you look at the temple of God, even in the Old Testament, the center of the temple was the Holy of Holies, was God's presence. Yeah. And that's what the temple revolved around. And it was this sense of ministering to God. Yeah. Laying the sacrifices on the altar and ministering, sprinkling the blood upon the ark and ministering to God, the presence, the throne of God. Um, but that doesn't mean that ministry to other people didn't happen in the temple. That was more on the outer. And yeah. that ministry to other people couldn't happen unless that center thing was there, was mm-hmm. right. Unless mm-hmm. it was revolving around what we know now is right. the picture of Christ. And so us, our lives need to be need to be centered on Jesus. Yeah. And not that it's like you're going to be some monk and some gnome who's going to like... I don't know why I said gnome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the Travelocity gnome. Like a little tra- like garden gnome. <laughs> some garden gnome just... Yeah. <laughs> Chilling on the lawn of life, just content, waiting for just your content. feeling for a little, <laughs> feeling a little gnomely, or wishing you were known. <laughs> Sorry, those are really bad. Um, that, what I'm what I'm saying is not that like if you, like Lauren, like you put it so well, like having that desire is not a bad desire, mm-hmm. but is that your first desire? Right. Is that your central desire? Mm-hmm. Let your central desire be Jesus, and from that mm-hmm. will flow. Right. Um, yeah, because I think. Or let me ask you guys. Do you let me ask Emma? Emma's twenty three years old. She's the youngest one in this room. Woo, bite Woo, me. Come on. <laughs> she is still a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> the only one allowed to go to this yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, do you feel like young adults, or even you can even speak from your own perspective in your own life? Do you feel like young adults tend to hyper focus in on? the next step on finding that person and missing out on the season that they're in right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, young adults in general with the society and the culture that we live in, we're consistently focused on what the next big thing is, whether that's a relationship, whether that's how many likes we're going to get in our photo, whether that's literally anything. We're focused on that next big thing instead of focusing on this like season that we're in right now. I mean, obviously I'm 23 and I'm not single, but I can see how when you're getting up to your mid twenties, that becomes a hyper focus that you're single. You need to get like someone, you need to get married, you need to have kids. Like that becomes, 
I mean, for most people that I know, a desire from when they're young to when they're getting older. So I think mid-20s is like the central point where they're consistently thinking about the next step in marriage and Mm. finding someone. And I think that adds a lot of pressure on themselves that like God hasn't put on them, Mm. if that makes sense. Like God is faithful. And if he's given you that desire, then he's going to be faithful to complete that desire. And focusing on that every single day is doing nothing but like worrying yourself and making you anxious over something you can't control. Mm. Totally. Mm. Well then what, what would you guys say to someone who is in this season of singleness and they're looking to steward it well. The verse that came to my mind when I was um, reading this question was Psalms 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And um, the context of that, even in verse five was committing everything that you do in the Lord. So when you're single, committing yourself, committing your heart, committing your time to the Lord, he will be faithful to provide the desires of your heart. Right on. Lauren? Mine, I've, my verse has always been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So trust in the Lord with all your heart, only not on your own understanding. And I think, too, with the whole being single and the next step, it's there's so much overthinking happening sometimes, and mm-hmm. um, it doesn't help with social media and all these things of, like, what's the hashtag? Relationship goals or... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> whatever they are. And yeah, it's yeah. like, I even read this comment. Somebody Man said, crush Monday, it was like, woman crush Wednesday. Or, yeah. Or it's like, Oh, I can't wait to have a marriage like yours or not towards us. Yeah. But like, I just saw it. And I'm like, <laughs> not towards us. Our marriage. I'm like, no one well. has ever said that to us. <laughs> Probably not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's like, Oh, how sad. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can desire, mm-hmm. but you need to trust the Lord to yeah, exactly. walk you through this and not, I don't know, not overthink it so much yeah, and just walk with the Lord. And I hate the whole like vertical, horizontal like thing, but it's so true. Like mm-hmm. if, <laughs> stop, it is true. Andrew's laughing, Andrew's laughing at me. <laughs> but, like if you're right with the Lord, yeah, like he's going to work it out for you. Yeah. Because when you're focused yeah. on the Lord, your relationships are better yeah, yeah. Exactly. on earth. And I even think within that, like when you're focused on the Lord, your relationships are better on earth. Like that's so true. Cause when you're focused on social media and stuff, like those are everybody's highlight reels. Like that's yeah. not the oh, yeah. everyday. I don't put anything. Yeah. Bad it's on not there. like, oh my gosh, my husband and I just got in a fight last night. <laughs> Hashtag relationship goals. Like, no, like. Hashtag. So going to be married, don't you? I know, right? Um, yeah. So I just feel like. You have to be focused on God because if you're focused on anything else, you're going to have the wrong expectations even when you get into that relationship. I have a verse. Can I I read a verse? (laughs) Yeah, read a verse. Um, What question are we on? We're still in the first one. Yeah. Killing it. I really felt the Lord giving me that verse in Ecclesiastes um, chapter 3. You know, there's a season for everything. There's a time for Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. In Ecclesiastes um, 3, this is in the New Living Translation. I really like the way it put it this way. Um, But it says, for everything there is a season... A time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant, a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. And then right here, a time to search and a time to quit searching. 
that kind of like stood out to me right there. Um, but I think it's just learning to embrace the season that you're in. Yeah. Like learning to embrace that season. Cause even like Song of Solomon, um, would say, and I think it's, he repeats it three times in the book. It's repeated that phrase three times in the book. The phrase where he says, I adjure you, daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles of the doe of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Yeah. And I think we have this, I mean, it's repeated three times in that book, and we have this like mentality to want to rush, yeah. in yeah. a sense, stir up and awaken love before it's time. Yeah. Before maybe we're ready, mm-hmm. before... Um, and not enjoying the season that we're in because like um, Ecclesiastes 3 would go on to say in verse 11 that God has made everything beautiful mm-hmm. in its time. For sure. Every season has its beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The winter, the spring, the summer, the fall, all of it, the seasons of life have their beauty in it. And it's, sometimes it's a little harder to find it. But, and sometimes maybe you're listening and you're like, man, it's singleness, it feels like winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so but without Christmas, <laughs> there's no holly jolly so or gift giving or so <laughs> it's just so cold and the eternal winter. <laughs> it's like frozen. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Oh, Bring nice. back summer. <laughs> That's true. I was thinking more like C.S. Lewis, like it's always winter, but never Christmas. That's where I was headed to. Yeah. Um, I don't know why <laughs> I said frozen. <laughs> It's more relevant. Me and Andrew, I love our conversation. I was listening to the Frozen 2 soundtrack on the way to school today. (laughs) Taking my kids to school. (laughs) Some things. Okay. (laughs) But God has made everything beautiful and it's time. That's what I wanted to share. Enjoy the season you're in. Trust the Lord that He's, you can find your purpose in it, Mm -hmm. even where you are right now. And um, don't fret. Don't fret. Don't fret. Yeah, I would say Psalm 23 Lord is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. So don't let lack or that feeling of lack make you do something real stupid that you're going to regret. And that's that's, when you're single, sometimes that feeling of like momentum and like, I got to get things going, I get things moving. You make some really big, big um, mistakes and you do some stupid things. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what? God redeems all things. So if you have made those stupid mistakes... Hey, God's good. Yes, but don't let that be the motivating factor of just like I need. I'm the, my clock is ticking. I got my plan is not happening the way I thought it was going to happen. Like, let's get things going. Um, let me download every dating app that exists, and we're just going to throw it out there. So, um, just, I feel like a good way too would be to serve, like serve in your church. Children's if ministry. If you have some time on your hands, <laughs> yes, yeah, serve it up. Serve it up. And you might meet someone next to you who's also serving it up. Hey, yeah. I met Emma while I was serving. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But we'll get into that in the next episode. (laughs) We'll talk about dating. (laughs) Should should we? (laughs) (laughs) No, Lauren and I broke up, and that's when I started serving. And that's really where, like, when we broke up, Mm -hmm. I started serving like crazy because I was so empty. (laughs) <laughs> without her i guess i'll do no, it i went on like three i went on three missions trips that year did did your hair cover part of your face and oh your eyes man during that season? Strange. yes my hair was <laughs> right over my eye i was oh, listening to gosh. radiohead a lot <laughs> yeah on a train to but Norway. that was honestly the best thing that ever happened to us is that she broke it off and destroyed my heart um, mm-hmm. in a big way and um <laughs> yeah but it was like the best thing that's ever happened because I was like, okay, like, all right, 
then got like I I gotta find I was so much meaning was wrapped up in her, mm-hmm. and so remember yeah. like I was it was like when we got serious with our work with the Lord yeah that's it's like when it oh happened. yeah we're Christians we grew up in Christian homes yeah. blah 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 but. Yeah, yeah, we, we needed were, that. We were 15, 16 years old when it happened. But and you survived. You were fine. I, my hair didn't survive. Man, that's well, a, that's another story. Yeah, that's where I felt called to ministry. That's where I started. Not that like you by you breaking up with someone, you're going to be called to ministry. But it just you don't realize how much of your focus is wrapped up into another person. Mm-hmm. And we started to act like we we're married before we were married, mm-hmm. and all these things. And and um, you just you. That's where it all kind of my grades dropped. Yeah, I was like the class. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it's sometimes it's like I would say, don't let lack or the feeling of that lack trying to make you do some some dumb. So mm-hmm. plus, the Lord loves us. He's not going to be like, if you have a desire to be married, He's not going to be like, Sucks. sorry, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not for you. My grace is sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He only does that the apostle. All right, here's our next question. Our next question reads, I'm currently single, but when will I know God is getting me ready to be in a relationship? And then another, um, I joined it with another question, and it says, how can one best prepare for a godly relationship during a season of singleness? So I kind of joined those two together because they kind of both are asking the same thing. But to those that are currently single, when will they know God is getting them ready for a relationship? And how can they prepare for a godly relationship during that season of singleness? I think every like season that you're in, God's preparing you for the next season, whether you like realize it or not. There are things in my life that I was going through when I was in junior high and high school that prepared me for the relationship that I have today. I feel like in, um, when you're single, God is still preparing you. As we're growing closer to God, He will like draw us to be um, that person that we need to be in the future. I would say, how do you know God is getting you ready? Are you saying, like, I hope God is getting me ready? I, I think they're hoping. I hope God is. If, you, if you're like, man, I, I would really like to meet someone and be in a relationship, then I would say, right on. Mm-hmm. Like, don't overthink it, where you're, like, trying to... Maybe ask somebody out. Yeah, maybe <laughs> ask somebody out. I would say God is getting you ready. Like you said, Emma, yeah, God is preparing you for what's next, and, and he's preparing you for a relationship in his time. But mm-hmm. I would say, how do you know? Like... I don't think you know. Yeah. You got to trust in the sovereign hand of God. And like, if you have a desire to not be single and you want to meet someone and you want to be dating someone, I think like God would say it's a good desire, something that God has given you. Mm-hmm. And so um, you don't have the gift of singleness for all of eternity because otherwise you wouldn't have the desire. So um, if you feel like you're ready, then would, would unless you you're like 12. Like, well, yeah. That's a different. Uh, if you're 12 and you're listening to this, this you're not else. ready. Okay. Yeah. But wouldn't you say that you kind of just you'll know when you know? Yeah, I like, guess. To like if somebody's super interested in you, yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. It's like, well, do you want to be? Yeah. Wouldn't you kind of just okay? Well, maybe this is the Lord. Like maybe I should ask them out. Yeah. 
You're saying if the door's open. Right. Walk through it. You don't need a knock. You don't need to pray God open a door. Right? If the door's open. If it's like the window's like barely, then maybe like <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. That's funny. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Like how, if you're single, like, okay, like we said, learn to be content mm-hmm. in the time that you're in. How do I know God is getting me ready for a relationship? God is getting you ready in your contentment through singleness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, um, but how do you know that God's preparing that person? Like who's going to walk into the coffee shop and you're like, that's it. That's the one Across I knew. crowded room. Knew, yeah. Your eyes, eyes meet. <laughs> you both ordered the same dirty chai and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and you grab for the cup in the same cup and your hands touch and you're like, I knew God was preparing it. Uh, this is the moment. I would say, dude, just chill. Like if, if you really want to be in a relationship, like, all right, cool. That's totally fine. That is not a bad desire. Mm-hmm. That's a good desire to have. Yeah. But like, just keep, Walking with Jesus, and God will bring it in time. Yeah. You know, what, what's always brought me comfort, and I can speak from my own personal experience, I didn't meet Emma until I was 23. I remember experiencing that season of singleness. I gave my life to the Lord when I was really young. I was about nine years old. I grew up in a Christian family, and um, but I didn't really take my walk seriously with the Lord um, until I was a junior in high school and going into being a senior in high school. And... Um, yeah, it, and I remember being that age, you know, 17, 18, all the way up into my early 20s, being single and praying that God would want to, prov- like praying that God would provide someone like God. You know, I remember being in that season and um, even asking this question, like, how will I know that I'm ready? Or, you know, um, or how can I best prepare for this next person? Or like, you know, like I, I was that guy that's like, you know, like, is it going to be at a coffee shop? Is it going to be at the next church or the Phil Wickham concert? Is it going to be here, you know, there? Like, you know, um, but what always brought me great comfort is when you go back to Genesis in Genesis chapter two, and when God makes Adam and he says, he says, it's not good that man should be alone and I will make a helper fit for him. And then Adam goes and he names all the animals, right? And then he gets like kind of bummed because he's like, there's no one like me. Mm-hmm. And God saw that. And it, it says in, in Genesis 2 verse 27 that the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon him. Mm-hmm. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs, closed it up with his flesh. And the rib that the Lord had taken from the man, he had made into a woman and he brought her to the man. He like paraded her before Adam and Adam recites that awesome poem, bone of my bone, flesh flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Um, But what really comforted me in this passage is that Adam didn't have to ask God, that God saw the need before Adam even verbalized it. Even Adam feeling it within himself, feeling that like, oh, there's no one like me, like, oh man, like God saw that. And then what really stood out to me, too, is that it was the Lord who caused. You, see, you, you read through this, and the Lord did all of these things, and God made all these things happen. It wasn't like Adam was trying to make it happen, like trying to like put some sticks together and make a <laughs> dummy and be like, this is my best friend, Bob. <laughs> you know? Stick him my stick. Stick him my stick. It just brought me so much comfort that God saw Adam's need. And so... For those that are listening that are single and, and you're thinking this exact same thing, know that God sees your need. 
Know that God sees you in your place right now and that he knows, even before, the Bible says, even before we even bring a request to him, he knows the desires of our heart, our prayers. Um, and God doesn't want us to be overly anxious about these things, like you said, Andrew. God doesn't want us to overthink about these things. Overly pray about these things, but don't overly think about these things. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to... My wife quoted this verse, and I had it for this one, Psalm 37, 4. Um, one flesh, come on. Um, um, she quoted this one, and so, but I wanted to read this one too. And it says, Psalm 34, verse 3 through 5 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. And when I read that, that was always my verse that I clung to in singleness. I was like, Lord, you know the desires of my heart. (laughs) You know, like, God, you know the desires of my heart. Like, I'm trying to delight myself in you. And I think that's the key word, delight yourself in the Lord in that verse. Like, until, um, a good question to ask, I think, to answer this is, are you delighting in God? Are you, like, what does it mean to delight? Like, what does it mean... For me, I'm like, that's where you find your joy. That's where you find, like, that's where you find life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, I delight in, for me, I love to fish. I love to go fishing. <laughs> I can say that I delight in fishing, man. When I feel a bass on the end of that hook, <laughs> mm, oh, I Amen. delight in it. Hallelujah. You know? I'm not as cool as Andrew and delight in surfing. I've, I've been, a, I'm a horrible surfer, so I can't deny delight in that. <laughs> delight in drowning. It's, yeah. It's, plus there's sharks. I delight in surfing. And that terrifies me. But do you delight in the Lord? Like, do you find your fulfillment in Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, Andrew, when you taught through Song of Solomon, you said this, and I, I wrote it down here because it stuck with me. Whoa. And it said, you said, until wow. you're satisfied in Christ... You will never be satisfied in someone else. Yeah, that's true. And it's and I think that's kind of what it comes down to. It's not so much like how can I make myself look good so that way people notice me, so that way people that and I can get on go on dates. Mm. But it's more so like let me find my all in all in Jesus, and let me focus on my relationship with Him. And if there's somebody who's doing the exact same thing and they love Jesus, and they see Jesus, and they smell Jesus, and they hear Jesus coming out of your life, they're going to be attracted to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be drawn mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I love Sorry, that, that was long. No, I love the part that you said in where God knew what Adam needed and, and therefore made Eve. And, like, Adam realized there's a desire, but he didn't dream up Eve, right? God dreamt her up and made her and did all that. Like there's things about Lauren that like I thought so like she's attractive, like oh, she's beautiful to me and we got married. There are things that I didn't know about her that that like God knew that I needed. Mm-hmm. So there are ways that <laughs> she now knows. But like there are things about me that like God knew what I needed. I didn't know that Lauren would bring that side of the like I didn't know that's what I needed. But God knew. And so the way that she's designed and the way that her mind works and all that stuff is exactly what I needed. But that's not necessarily like what I was pursuing. It's like what... And so what's so cool about the way that we, you know, our marriage and stuff like that. I always say this, like if I didn't have Lauren, I'd have so... Like I'd have a garage full of toys 
and I'd be so in debt and I'd still be living with my parents. <laughs> like there are things that she, in Probably. ways that she has helped me so much. I, I never prayed for that. I never like looked in a potential mate for that. And like, it just, that's what God knew that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so for the person who's like, how do I know? Like, is God, how do I know that God's preparing me? Just know that God is preparing you just like he's preparing that other person yeah. who's, and there are things that you don't even know that you need that that person's going to bring into the relationship. Um, and this has come, you know, um, even further down the line, now that we're married for 13 years, I'm realizing like, whoa, I didn't even know that's what I needed, but it's, it's, um, God knew. And so God, God orchestrated it and brought it, brought it together. But anywho, yeah. So relax. God's preparing it. And wouldn't you rather it be ready? Like, have you ever eaten a quesadilla before it's ready and the cheese is not melted? The worst. And you're like, this is disgusting. But you're like super hungry. And so you just like dove in before it was ready. Yeah. Like, hey, wait for your quesadilla to be prepared. Yeah. And fully melted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little crispy. And it's, it'll be way better. Yeah. Just wait. Like God's preparing that person just like he's preparing you. Yeah. And I think if I can say something also with that is, you know, the first question says, when will I know that God is getting me ready for a relationship? You know, there's no real way to, I guess a, a good answer for that is like, there's no real way to know exactly when, you know, like I, I bet you didn't know with the day you met Lauren, like this is the day I'm going to meet my wife, the mother, my children. No, in geometry. Yeah, we <laughs> met in geometry no, class. No, geography. Geography class. A G class. Yeah, but <laughs> 15. I don't think there's really... Woodland. I don't think there's really a way to know when, but I I can kind of sense from that question, it's like they're wanting to be prepared. They're wanting to be ready. And the thing about about walking with Jesus, and and we're assuming that you 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 have a relationship with Jesus. The thing about walking with Jesus is he calls us to live by faith. Mm. He doesn't call us to live by explanations or... um, but he, he says that the just, or the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Hebrews says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so I remember somebody asking me, I remember before me and Emma got married, they're like, how do you know that you're ready to get married? Like, how did you know? And I remember answering them, like, honestly, I was like, I'm not. <laughs> like, not in the sense, like, I wasn't attracted to Emma or didn't love Emma or I wasn't excited about a future with Emma, but... There, I, I, I've kind of come to this place where I feel like you will never feel fully ready to, to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what faith is. Yeah. Faith always involves risk. It's always taking a step into the unknown. When you ask someone on a date, let's say there's another Christian who loves Jesus, they go to your church, and you're like, man, we've kind of been looking at each other sometimes <laughs> after, you know, in the meet and greets time, after, you know, like, we're like, I kind of like inch my way, my seat gets closer and closer to her, you know? And you're, it takes faith for you to be like, hey, my name's, would you like to get coffee? Or would you like to, then or then? Or, you know, it takes faith because you don't know what's going to happen. There's yeah. risk involved in that. Mm-hmm. Now she could shut you down and be like, I have a boyfriend already, you know, or <laughs> something like that. Like, oh, you're not attractive or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think um, she no, would say that. You're not attractive. attractive. <laughs> like, oh. Okay. You never know. You never know. You never know the things you hear. <laughs> but. It takes it takes faith. I mean, I think it takes faith to enter into a dating relationship. Yeah. yeah. It takes faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it takes faith to 
get married. I think it takes faith to have kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get a dog, <laughs> all these different things. <laughs> these huge stages in life, I mean, our whole life should be marked by faith. Yeah. And so when to answer this question, when will I know God is getting me ready? He is getting you ready, but I don't think you'll know right when, like, today's the yeah. day. Like, it's really a walk by faith where you're trusting God, trusting that He's bringing someone to you. And if, hey, if something line, lines up and it's like, whoa, take that step. Mm. Step out of the boat. Throw the grenade. Drop Pull the, the pin. Yeah, yeah. Drop the, <laughs> Pull drop the pin. <laughs> Pull the pin. Doesn't have to be that dramatic. <laughs> I would say if you're I a think guy. It does. Like, okay. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> flamboyant <laughs> i would say if you're a guy and you're like how do i know god's getting me ready to like do you have a job dude get a job <laughs> like no, that's yeah. true don't be lame are you how do i know yeah. god's getting ready put okay. down the controller yes to the video game. okay can we pause this just real quick because this is i wanted to ask this to close this off okay for singles because you're getting into what exactly i was going to close it off with how can singles prepare for Dating, which we know dating, and we'll talk about it in our next episode, it's not mentioned in the Bible at all. You only hear about people who are single and people who are married. And so ultimately for the Christian dating, you're pursuing marriage. So how can we, what advice would you give to singles who want to prepare for marriage? Get a job. (laughs) If you're a guy. (laughs) If you're a guy, get a job. From a guy's perspective, you need to prepare like to be a man. Like you got to be a man. Paul says, when I was a child, you know... (laughs) I did childish things. When I became a man, I acted like a man. Things, so I'd say for you guys that are like, like you're still in that like kid zone and you're like not pursuing any kind of job, you're not preparing to, to, to be able to provide for someone, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Like start getting ready to provide for someone because mm-hmm. like put the controller down and go to work. Yeah. You know, make a living for yourself. However, you be able to support yourself and support someone else. Yeah. If you're if you're not taking that seriously, you're you're not you're not using your singleness wisely yeah. to prepare for that because it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And that's your responsibility as the guy is to take care take care of your, yeah. your spouse that way. And I think in that's if I can say something in that same thing for guys, God has designed men and women uniquely. Yeah. When you when you get married, they don't complete you, they complement you. Right. And so there's certain gifts that God has given women and certain gifts and roles that God has given men. Mm-hmm. And we need to walk in those. And like you said, Andrew, one of them I think is protection, prov- provision, you know, as the guy. Yeah. Um, I-, I think what the enemy can do with guys especially, we're prone to this, is if he cannot destroy it, he'll use something to distract us from yeah. it. Whether that's video games, whether that's social media, whether that's friends, whether that's your career or these certain things that can become idols in your life. Not that those things are bad. Not if you do those things, if you have, you know, um, you're a sinner, but that they can become to this point of idolatry where you're not, you're not ready to get married because you've wasted your time on these other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rather than preparing yourself for being a good steward. Yeah. I think we've known a guy who, man, the guy had, he had a great job. He bought a house he remodeled the house. I mean, he had everything except a wife. And we were rooting for this guy so hard yeah. to find a wife. Because we were like, this guy, he knows what it is to like be a man and work hard. And like mm-hmm. that was something that I really respected about the guy. Is like he worked his butt off 
bought a house, like did all these things. And he's Went like, now school. all I need is like served the right. Yeah. yeah he, he served. served. I mean, he, everything that we're talking about, this guy did. Yeah. And he was like, just waiting for the right, the right woman. He's like, how come God hasn't sent me a wife? And then God did. Uh-huh. And he was like, and she's yeah. a perfect compliment. For yeah. Me. And it's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. that guy, that's, I, I love that story because he worked hard and prepared and like had things ready um, for when that time came and he didn't yeah. waste time on, yeah. on the other stuff. But um, I mean, sorry, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, that's even seen in the Bible. Like yes. the man goes away, he prepares for his wife. I mean, of course that's like in the sense of like betrothal that he knows his wife is going to come and he's going to get her him. Her, oh my gosh. He's going to get her. But in a real sense today, like just what you guys are saying, like maybe more in a modern sense, but there's a sense of preparing. There's a sense of getting ready and being able to provide for that family or your future family, your wife, whatever it is. And I was also going to say for men or for men and women, but um, I mean, this can go for anyone, but especially if you're serious about doing relationships godly in the godly way. Um, I would say examine your friend group. Who are the closest people to you that are in your ear that are going to be giving you advice and that you're going to seek wisdom from? Because mm. you don't want your friends to be like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. Like, I mean, even in the Song of Solomon, like she goes to her friends and she's like, help, help me. Help me. <laughs> like, hold you me back. Need, yeah, hold me back. Because, whoa. Give me raisin cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carbs and Chardonnay. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> That's what she says. But yeah, seriously, like there's a sense that your friends need to be there and encourage you to walk purely and um, be in that relationship for the right reasons. And like, if you don't have the right friends around you, Mm -hmm. not that your relationship is doomed because hopefully you have a good relationship with the Lord as well, but that's going to play a huge role in like the future of your relationship, even the mental state that you have towards your partner. And yeah, just examine your friend groups because the people who are closest to you are going to play a huge role in your relationship and finding someone. Yeah. I think, Andrew, you said, if you don't have any friends, you're not going to have any bridesmaids. That's that was, Lauren. that was yeah. Lauren's line, yeah. yeah. It's, true. it's true. No friends, yeah. no mm-hmm. bridesmaids. It was more the content of, like, like girls, if all you do is hang out with guys, like, those are only your friends, like, you're not going to have any bridesmaids. Yeah. yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. It's true. And I think that's important. I mean, guys... Find godly guy friends yes. yeah. mm-hmm. and girls the same in the sense of find godly girls to mm-hmm. hang out with that'll push you towards Jesus yep. because yeah, you, you need that accountability. We all do. Nobody can figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. Any other advice for, to prepare? Just, I feel like too, in singleness, like have fun. Like, yeah. I feel like we're talking about it so seriously, which it is serious, but like, don't forget to like have fun. Don't have be fun. stupid, but like be a fun person. Be yeah. likable. Yeah, yeah, have fun. You know? That's always good. Exactly. It's, I don't yeah, know. You if you're have serious fun. all the time. I have time. one more little thing <laughs> yeah. for girls. It's like, I feel like a lot of Christian girls are, it's like, I can't talk to any guys because then they'll think like, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to lead them on. Huh? I don't want to lead them on. Right. But it's like, it's okay to like, I don't know, like look okay. Like you can take care of yourself and... Make yourself mm-hmm. presentable. Make yourself presentable. If the barn needs painting, it's it. okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. You like don't want to just be like look like you like couldn't care less. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you couldn't care less, and whatever. But for the most part, it's like 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like some girls are just like, like no, yeah. no, 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 I'm not gonna have anything to do with that. Be approachable. Be approachable. Yeah. Yeah. It's already hard enough as a guy to go over and talk to some right. girl, <laughs> especially when she looks like she wants to rip your face off and like, yeah. Tony, she looks prickly. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> she's cute, but the closer I get, I'm like, oh man, she's just not, not in, you know, being approachable. That's yeah, a good point. You know. like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not that she has a beard and she's like prickly, right? <laughs> prickly. <laughs> little five o'clock five shadow. O'clock. <laughs> yeah. I think a good thing too to prepare is, you know, it's it's good to have chemistry with somebody. Obviously, you're talking to someone, mm-hmm. you want to get along with that person. Um, you want there to be a spark. You want there to be you know that electricity. Um, but I think we need to prioritize character too. Mm-hmm. Like look looking for that in that next person. Like. Does that person look like somebody who will put Jesus before you? I, I think mm-hmm. even in their relationship, um, looking for somebody that um, is a friend, <laughs> you know, you don't just jump the gun and go straight into like, well, I just met you. So let's hold hands and let's pursue this thing. Like <laughs> friendship is, is so good because in, in young adults group, I feel like I have a lot of conversations sometimes with people like this who are recovering and healing from broken relationships yeah. when they haven't done the time preparing for relationships. Yeah. Like they've just rushed into it and they haven't prepared um, in a sense, whether it be in their own heart and their own life or even in who to look for, like knowing like what, what characteristics to look for in someone, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah character is huge. I think too, dating you, those are things you look for when you're hanging out in like a, a setting like yeah. hey how do they treat their mom <laughs> how do they treat mm-hmm. their friends like those are gar- character like flags that go up that you're like you know girls if the guy doesn't treat you good now why is he going to treat you good later those are things that you want to watch for it's true oh, yeah. yeah be Character's nice it's huge <laughs> be nice be nice be like what a revolutionary idea wow be nice <laughs> you know like be kind <laughs> be approachable you know <laughs> carry a bible i don't know <laughs> Perspective we're coming from is from a church perspective, a, a person who's growing up in the church and or, or walking with the Lord or has come to faith and is involved in their, their church and things like that, whereas the world's perspective of this is not what we're talking about. Yeah. Their perspective of dating is hook up, shack up, break up, on to the next. Mm-hmm. Get what I need yeah. from a human being. Or even their perspective of singleness is like... yeah. I don't want to commit to anything, so I'm going to be in it's all these glorified. relationships. Yeah, singleness is actually glorified. Yeah, whereas in in the church, it's opposite, where marriage is glorified, and like yeah. that's when life begins. But in the world, it's like stay single as long as you can because marriage is a weight. It's awful. But you're it's saying both. Your you're life. saying both are wrong, right? Both are wrong. Not that in the church, marriage is glorified. Like that's what it should be. You're saying like right. in the world, the world glorifies singleness and that's yes. wrong and in the church the church glorifies marriage yeah. above yeah, singleness right. and that's also wrong right okay. because it's taking what god has given us of uh the gift of marriage or the gift of life in general just singleness and being able to live your life it's both is a um to miss you know you're not using it correctly or you're elevating it above where, where the devil swings you like we talk about yeah. he will take you to either side of the pendulum where it's like Marriage is the height of all creation, and therefore, if you don't have that, then you're not experiencing life to the fullest. 
or he'll mm-hmm. swing to the other side of like the worldly standpoint of like singleness is where it's at. You can get all of the, you can do whatever you want. You're not tied down. You have no responsibility. Um, but you can still have all of the, like all of the, you can have a living girlfriend. You can, you know, whatever you can still sleep around and do all that stuff all while experiencing more of life because you don't have the weight or the, yeah, (laughs) or the responsibility of kids or all this stuff. So the devil loves to swing you either side where there is a happy medium of like contentment Contentment. and joy. The devil will love to Mm -hmm. keep you uncontent Mm -hmm. because that's how he creates momentum. That's how he creates you. It runs you ragged. You're chasing something that you can't find and you're chasing something that you're not obtaining. And so Your toilet, your soul's cracked. He gets in, boom. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just. So I think that's the perspective we're coming from. Is a very, we're we're in this one little camp here. We're not talking about singleness on a yeah. global level, uh, because culture. I mean, it's really interesting what's happening with like loner culture in Japan. They're preparing people to live by themselves on their own, disconnected from all humanity. I mean, it's really weird. Mm. Yeah. Um, sex <laughs> yeah. robots, like I mean. <laughs> You have all these different ways of obtaining sex rather than marriage, which is God's way. God's way. And I think that's good to bring up that God has designed a way for this to happen. Yeah. God has designed a way to be single, how to pursue a relationship and be married. And there's a, and the devil perverts that. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I think that's good. I think it's good to lay that groundwork of like, this is for Christians and you know, and Christians were called to live counterculture, mm-hmm. and so sometimes the things that you're gonna do during your season of singleness, it's gonna look different than your worldly friends who are single. Yeah, yeah. it should. It should. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. And the for way sure. you handle yourself mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. The way, yeah. Because if your life is is revolving around Jesus and Christ is at the center, then yeah, it's gonna look real different than the way that the world goes and the way that the world promotes how to find the one or, or the concept of the one and, and all these things. It's, it's really, that's why having a biblical worldview about yeah. Jesus yeah. and the way that we see everything else is so important. And that's who we're talking to. We're not talking to, you know, Joe, Joe, Nebraska, Shit. who's living out in a farm and he's like, should I marry my cousin? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's around or whatever, you know, like, so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's like very, it, there is a broad, this is a broad topic. This is a broad thing. Yeah. That yeah. It's really hard to nail yeah. down every, yeah. every category. Mm-hmm. And if, and I think we can close that whole topic. I think with that, like this subject is so broad and even our own experiences in it are so small mm-hmm. compared to it that you know, that's why we, we call it question and response now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not question and answer. Because we, we don't have the answers. We know God's word is unchanging and yeah. it never changes. And answers are found in, in that. Yeah. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. Um, but there is a certain set of wisdom that comes when in those gray areas where you're like, well, the Bible doesn't really talk a lot about, like have a book just on singleness right. or how to date. And so that's where you have to take what's what's the word i'm thinking of like idea not ideas but principles principles thank you principles from the bible and translate them into um wisdom for what you're facing in front of you whether it's singleness or or preparing yourself for that for that person Um, yeah so yeah this is a very broad topic 
Yeah. And we are no, we are not experts by any means. Exactly. Like we haven't been single for 20 years. Right. And we're only 35, 34, <laughs> 35. So like we're not necessarily the ones to give. We are the exception, not the rule, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. you know, which we used to tell all our high school kids who were like, yeah. we're going to find love. Just like, uh, you're like, <laughs> eh, it doesn't always work out like that. Yeah. And so like we're the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to just... It's hard to talk. I don't know. Yeah. And it, there's no like, hey, let's go to this verse. This says exactly what we should yeah. do. Mm-hmm. But I think the Bible is good that way mm-hmm. because it tells us the story of Jesus. It doesn't tell us the story of our life. It's about Jesus, not about yeah, you. The Bible's about Jesus. The Bible's about, the Bible's about Jesus. It's not about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not about you. <laughs> and there's something, and I can say that even in singleness, there's something freeing when you come to that place where you realize that it's not about me. Mm. And you live your life to the glory of God, you know. And I would encourage, like people who are single, like you said, Lauren, serve. Find a place to pour yourself out. Okay. Are you, you know, that's the first thing I would ask is like, are you serving somewhere at your local church? Are you giving of this time that you have as a gift to glorify God and to um, so serve? Go on mission trips. Mm. Use this time wisely. Meet one on one with coffee with people and mm-hmm. go through the Bible together. Disciple mm-hmm. people, you know, like take advantage and steward that time. Yeah. Um, well, um, or like, it, don't be afraid either to ask people to, um, like disciple you. Or yeah. you know, if you're like, oh, maybe this person will have some wisdom for me. Like, go mm-hmm. ask them if they will hang out with you, or you can text them or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, I feel like a lot of yeah. people are like, well, they haven't Gain asked wisdom. me. So, but it's like, take a step, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Gain wisdom. Gain wisdom. I think, and that's hard because we do talk about time with singles and like people who aren't married. But I feel like they too have a lot weighing on their time, whether yeah. that's a lot of them are going have, to school yeah. and work. And so yes. I think we got to like yeah. pull back a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, you have time, but it's different. Like, yes. we all have 24 hours in a day. Exactly. Yes. Your time can be spent differently. Yes. Yeah. We don't know the family dynamic. Yeah. The yeah. Family, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, live you, at home, live you do have some hardships on your time. Like, you're working full time and you're going to school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I think what really ticks me off about the older generation is they pigeonhole the millennials as like, Everything's been given to them. They order it on an app. Like every kid in our college group, most of them going to school and working full time in a pandemic, like taking a final on a computer. Yeah. That's blank. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That's, and so I think we can't mm-hmm. minimize either yes. the, the life of someone who doesn't have. I think what's great about when we have a hard day or a bad day, we go home and we're like, ah, oh, like, yeah, you dump it on day. us. I dump it on you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and now I can unload it. And she carries the burden. But there's just like, even that, there's peace. Give me the kids. There's peace in coming home and like shutting that off. Yeah. And I can just like talk to her about her day mm-hmm. or like, hey, what was up with you? Because I don't want to think about what I just experienced. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, let's jump on the trampoline with the kids because that's more joyful than dealing with this broken marriage that I was dealing with all day or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So someone who's single, they don't necessarily have that Relief. release mm-hmm. necessarily. So I think there are, this is something where I think we can come in a little more gracious too with people who are single yeah. and, um, yeah. and not just like, yeah. you have time, and, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. And, and as a married couple, I can speak on my behalf. Like 
man, we're sorry, like, for the way that we treat you singles, like, because sometimes you guys get a bad rap, like, yeah. we we do treat you like, oh, when you find the right, you know, and yeah. it's like, you, and that just, that phrase has been popping up so much when I was praying about this and going through this, is that if you're single, you can still find your purpose in God. Yeah, I think you made like, a good point on you that. Don't, you don't, your purpose isn't found in meeting someone, you right. can still fulfill your purpose being yeah. single. Mm-hmm. And, um. Yeah, it's interesting that even even pre-fall, like there was purpose for Adam. Pre-fall, he he like was single. Pre-fall, he God brought him like a mate. This is all before like sin entered the world. And so <laughs> and so now like just on this side of it, too, where there's sin involved, being single is a really difficult thing to navigate. Mm-hmm. Like Adam was navigating it, yeah. but was in perfection. Yeah with God and total access to God could talk with him, walk with him in the cool of the day. And God saw that he needed something else. And so mm-hmm. now you throw a sin into that, that mm-hmm. perverts sexuality, that perverts desire, that perverts contentment, that robs you of joy. You throw all that into it. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So, and if you're, and if, and maybe if you're listening and you're struggling with a really dark season of singleness, Know that you're not called to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you're single, I don't think God calls us to do this alone. God, throughout the Bible, calls us as his people to live in community mm-hmm. yeah. and to live in fellowship with one another. We're supposed to do life together. The Bible says the church, we're called to bear one another's burdens. That means married couples bear the burdens of single people. Single people help bear the bur- burdens of people who are in relationships. It's We're all a family. Mm-hmm. We're none is greater than the other. And so reach out to someone, reach out to your pastor. If you come to our church, reach out to a pastor, see if you can get a counseling um, meeting with and, and or just get coffee with and, and pray and, and mm-hmm. vent these things out and bounce these things off through God's word. Because um, yeah. I think the last thing that we would want you guys to do is to go through this alone, mm-hmm. like feel like you're going through this alone while everyone's like on the other side of the river skipping and happy and joyful because they found meeting and you're like, watching it happen it's like no that's the enemy he's he's wanting to do that in your life to make yeah. you he wants you to get along so yeah, that he so. can like play with your mind mm-hmm. so we love our singles i mean some yeah. of the sweetest people at our church are like that and mm-hmm. awesome would you people. say would you say that for like single people it's okay to have married friends yes yeah. and you married need friends to. it's okay to be friends with people who are single yes mm-hmm. we need to like we yep. need yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's like this divide that happens and you're like, yeah. I don't think you want to be a single person with only married friends or <laughs> well, vice versa. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we need each other. We all yeah. need we each do. other. We do. We do. And we can all learn. And from sometimes each other. we can get pigeonholed into like, well, I go to the couples group and yes. well, I go to the singles group. And so it, it builds this divide between the two that right. like, oh, well, I don't talk to. That. And you forget that like, hey, back in like the book of Acts, there was no men's ministry. There was no women's ministry. There was no young adults ministry. There was no. There, there was wasn't the all these compartments. Right. There was the church, mm-hmm. and the church was seen as a body yeah. that was meant to be connected, whether they were old, young, married, single, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all of that. Like whatever ethnicity, whatever gender, like it's we're all the body of Christ. Yeah. And important, equally important. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, to this special tenth episode of lightning rounds if you send in a question um we also want to thank you too for sending those in and for being honest with us 
Um, you can follow us on Instagram at refuge underscore SJC. Or you can even see us in person on Thursdays at 7 p.m. here at church if you're in the area in our fellowship hall. You can see this in person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun to have the wives on. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, thanks for being on. Yeah. And for you listening, stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to be talking about dating and relationships, what that looks like. So, God bless you guys.